What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. And I'm recording this on the Monday now after the Washington um, 28-20 to loss to the Los Angeles Rams. And another disaster for Ron Rivera, this coaching staff, this offense, this defense. It was an all-around disaster. Um, they put up 20 points on uh, on offense, but even then, like that's what Scott Turner was putting up a year ago. So it there's really been no improvement this season. There hasn't been any improvement over these last few weeks, and especially now in the second game with Jack Del Rio out and Ron Rivera calling these defensive plays, you're still having some um, some pretty big big mishaps happen in that secondary. So we'll just dive right into it, I guess. Sam Howell um, getting benched in this one which is kind of surprising after going 11 of 26, 102 yards, a touchdown and an interception. So Howell, um, he took a seat because uh, Rivera apparently decided that Howell wasn't good enough and they wanted to try and win the game. Jacoby Brissett comes in, he goes 8 of 10, 124 yards, two touchdowns. He looked really well. He had the highest commander's pass rating out of any quarterback so far this season at a 157.9. So Brissett came in, looked really, really well. Sam Howell struggled um, over these last few weeks. Now it's been quite a few weeks in a row that uh, Sam Howell is struggling. We'll look at look here at the defenses that he's played over these last few weeks. He's got Dallas, the Miami defense, Los Angeles defense. It's not going to get easier for him too. The New York Jets defense next week, and then 49ers in Dallas. All of these defenses top five in the NFL. So it's not getting easier for the young quarterback. And I know at the beginning of the year when we played some easier defenses, the Falcons, the Seahawks, uh, he played well against. Even for some reason, the Eagles, he played well against. Like, he, he he's not going up against these tougher defenses, and we're now seeing what what it um, the effects of that. Again, a young quarterback, a guy that was really unproven coming into this year with only one start under his belt in his NFL career. Howell comes in, and now over this last stretch where Washington has lost five straight games in six weeks, it's not going to get easier. You got the Jets, the 49ers, and Dallas in terms of defenses, so it's not going to get easier for Sam Howell. He's going to need to be able to adjust. He had another bad game today, just did not look comfortable at all. Um, I will say on the bright side, only one sack today on Sam Howell, which I think is a season low. Only one sack. So it was a great performance from the offensive line, but Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy could just—they couldn't get things going at all. And when he was benched in the third, fourth quarter, Joe Kobe Brissett comes in down two touch, uh, down well, I think down seventeen or down two touchdowns, maybe something like that. Leads the team on two touchdown drives, eight of ten for one hundred twenty-four. Like these are some good numbers. Now, Ron Rivera has said that Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback moving forward still. So how will start next week against a really good defense with the New York Jets? I'm I'm excited to see how that's going to go against guys like Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, plus that pass rush with guys like Bryce Huff, um, Jermaine Johnson, and some other guys. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Quinnen Williams also in there. It's going to be a tough matchup for this Commanders offensive line and for Sam Howell. If if today said or if Sunday said anything about Howell's performance against good defenses, like the Rams, this was a middle-of-the-pack defense, middle-of-the-pack secondary. And you only put up 102 yards, and you threw the ball less than 50% from from the field, like, like from the pocket. Like, it's this is this is kind of like a middle-of-the-pack defense you're going up against, and you're still struggling. So 
it kind of, I mean, we'll talk about it later because we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. On, yeah, over there, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. But, um, yeah, this was not a very good, not a good performance from Sam Howell in terms of maybe an audition for next season, whoever the new head coach is, whether it be Eric Bieniemy or whether it be a guy like Ben Johnson maybe or Ryan Flores. This is not a good uh, audition so far over these last few weeks from Sam Howell. So, um not good, not good at all in terms of Rivera and his plan this week. Um, it was, it was, I mean, look, it was his second game calling defensive plays and yet it still, still stinks. We'll get, we'll get into that in a second, but Rivera overall, um, he, he, he's doing his thing. Like, I don't really know why he's still the head coach. I've, I've said it in past, past weeks. He, you're not going to learn anything new with him for the rest of the season. And with after performance like this, where it was 20-20, the score was a lot closer than the game actually was. Like, you're not going to um, learn anything new about this team from here to the end of the year with Rivera, head coach. Now, if you want to audition a guy like Eric Bieniemy, that's what I've been saying we should have been doing for the last few weeks. And I, I don't think it's happening this week, uh, at least Rivera being fired. And I doubt it happens. I would say there's still... a more likely chance he stays the head coach for the rest of the year than he doesn't. But after you, when you're piling up wins like this five in a row, um, yeah, it's, it's not helping your job and not helping your case in the future. So Rivera, we haven't learned much about this team. And I really think if I was Josh Harris, if I was um, Mark Gein and the people making calls up in the front office, I'd, I'd get rid of Rivera, make the enemy the interim head coach, which I know he's had some struggles overall so far with um like player relationships and all of that like working them too hard in practices but like if you're going to be a head coach in the nfl you want to learn about them now and want to learn as much as you can about them now if they're trying to be a candidate for your future jobs so eric Bieniemy, i was hoping at some point would get some interim head coach practice it doesn't sound like it sounds like it's still going to be at the end of the season but again these losses aren't helping this team at all. And I don't know if there's anything we learned new about today. There wasn't even Brian Robinson in the in the run game. We had Chris Rodriguez go 10 carries for 35 yards. Antonio Gibson had four carries for 15 yards and actually looked somewhat decent. He had five catches for 20 yards. He looked somewhat decent today as a lead back. And yet you still go with Chris Rodriguez for pretty much all the second half. I don't really know what, what the plan is there. Um at all really and when we look at time of possession the rams had it for 35 minutes it was dominating they had over 440 total yards um they had 23 first downs which was insane they had they were they were 9 of 16 on third down efficiency that's crazy washington offensively like i'm just looking at it sam howell threw the ball 26 times so washington only threw the ball 36 times rodriguez ran it 10 times like Washington wasn't getting a lot of plays, mostly because they were four, uh, sorry, three of fourteen on third down. You're not going to win games when you're three of fourteen on third down. You 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 cannot win games like that. So it, it's it's another disappointing performance on Ron Rivera's part. And I know he was kind of just saying this usual stuff during the press conference, but yeah, Rivera was not good. Um, it was not a good showing for him, and especially I mentioned it before, but the defense today. Cooper Cup on his touchdown, 62, 63-yard touchdown, um, 
he had 17 yards of separation. 17 yards of separation. I don't know what what the plan is in the secondary. It, it was things to get... Rivera wanted things to get more simpler. It's not working out, and we've clearly seen it's not working out, making things more simpler. 17 yards of separation for Cooper Cup, their best wide receiver, their best offensive playmaker, the guy that you're going to be, or you should have been all week preparing for, trying to figure out how to stop Cooper Cup, and he's still getting 17 yards of separation from your defense like against your against your secondary. I mean, it was not a good game once more from the secondary. Matthew Stafford, 25 of 33, 258 yards, two touchdowns. An easy game for an easy game for him. Cooper Cup had over 100 yards and a touchdown as well. So, like when you when you're planning all week for a guy like Cooper Cup, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, you should be pre- preparing for him. And yet he's still getting 17 yards of separation against your defense. It's it's really it's incredible how bad this defense is. Is 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 one of the best, one of the worst defenses that I've ever seen. Uh, Washington have like ever. It looks like every week it looks like this defense is going up against. It's kind of like a lower-level college defense, and it's going up against an Alabama or Georgia offense every week. So it's it's embarrassing, really, at this point. I don't know how much how much how many more words I've I've had for this defense because, um, in terms of like sacks and whatever, they had three sacks. One from uh, Quan Martin. Deron Payne actually showed up today, so that was like a first in a month and a half or so. He had two sacks today. So Payne was really the only one that showed up on this defense, which was a little bit surprising. Jonathan Allen didn't really see him much. He had one tackle for loss, but like, come on now, we're not we're not paying Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne two top ten defensive tackle, and like both of them are being paid in the top ten in defensive tackles in terms of money and contracts. We're not paying them to put up two sacks in the last three weeks, like. These, these two guys should be our best two players, most impactful players on defense. And this is the first performance, like first time I've mentioned Deron Payne doing something good on this podcast and what it's felt like a month and a half or two months. And Jonathan Allen, he's been better so far this season than Deron Payne. But today, like he, he was not there. So um, that wasn't great. And I guess if we're talking about good stuff, Deron Payne played well. I like I really like what I said out of Kalika Hudson as well. Hudson had a solid game at 14 tackles and a tackle for loss. But I, I really think, especially with Jamin Davis out for the season, it looks like Kaliki Hudson is, is going to be, he's going to be the best linebacker we have in this linebacker group. Cody Barton was out there. He, you know, he's doing a lot of cardio. Emmanuel um, Forbes only played six snaps coming back from his leg injury. So I, I really don't know what the plan is with the former number one, uh, former first, not first overall, but uh, first round pick. Um, who was just a rookie this year. Don't really know what the future holds for him. Uh, guys like Quan Martin, he was kind of impactful today. He had 10 tackles, again, replacing Derek Forrest. But uh, it wasn't It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was another bad game for this defense, which is really sad to see how one of these staples that Ron Rivera came in. Again, Ron Rivera, a defensive-minded head coach. He comes in, he builds this defense for first-rounders across the defensive line. You add another first rounder and Jamin Davis at linebacker. All these guys should be making impactful plays. You still had Kendall Fuller for almost all of the Rivera tenure besides I think one year. So these are guys that should be making plays and you add another first rounder. 
I mean, this this defense had five first rounders, first round picks worth worth of players at one point, plus the second round pick with Clyde Martin. Yeah, Jamin Davis, Emmanuel Forbes, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, all on this defense, and yet it was be it was a bottom five defense in the NFL with those five guys, five for or six first round picks. It was a bottom five defense. So Rivera spent a lot of draft capital on defense over his four draft classes so far, and we've seen how bad this team is. Rivera, Rivera's build, how however he builds this defense, has not been good, and it's been an absolute disaster. Because look, you look now, no more Chase Young, no more Montez Sweat, um, Drawn Payne has not done well ever since getting that new contract. He he had his best game of his season today, and he only had two tack, uh, two sacks, three tackles. Like he was, I mean, he was more of a force today than he was in past games. But Jonathan Allen, we haven't really heard his name at all. He hasn't played like a top fifteen, top twenty defensive tackle in the league so far this year. Like it's, it's, uh, it's embarrassing how the downfall of this defense, one that was considered to be one of the best in the NFL in twenty twenty, and then what happened in twenty twenty one? Chase Young goes down, but then even then, this secondary is bad. Um, and then once more in 2022, you had one of the best defenses and in, heading into this year, you had a guy like Emmanuel Forbes in that secondary, you had Quan Martin in that secondary, which was really the only weak spot was the secondary. And you address that need in the draft and it still is bad. Like it's, it gets worse somehow. And it goes from top of the league to the bottom of the league, even after you add guys in the draft and Cody, guys like Cody Barton, like the loss of Cole Holcomb is not making this defense from third to 30th the loss of Cole Holcomb is not doing that you add guys like Emmanuel Forbes Quan Martin like it, it's crazy how bad this defense has fallen off from last season and from 2020 so uh yeah that's that's the defense but um in terms of special teams I haven't really talked about special teams that much this year and after we talked about how bad Cameron Cheeseman snaps were at the beginning of the season we haven't really talked about it much since because you know it's been fine and in, in the moments where it mattered says Ron Rivera Cheeseman delivered, but Cameron Cheeseman was released today after a hideous performance. A hideous performance on Sunday. This was his quote, which I, I mean, if you're a Washington fan, you've probably seen it by now. But this was his quote after the game on if he was worried that the Commanders will make a change at long snapper. He said, "Quote: I mean, I've been worried all year. I haven't been performing the way I've been wanting to. Most places, I probably wouldn't be around still." He's saying that, like, on most places, like that last sentence, most places I probably wouldn't be around still is a crazy quote. That that just shows, like, the, the standards of this Washington team, the standards that Ron Rivera's had on this team. Washington, we had Nick Sunberg, like, in 2020. Yeah, Nick Sunberg, he was fine at long snapper. Washington releases him. They create a hole in their team that didn't really need to be there. They, they just kind of created a hole in their team. Then you trade up for Cameron Cheeseman in the sixth round. And if you're drafting a long snapper in the sixth round and you're trading up for a long snapper in the sixth round, they better be one of the best long snappers and one of the most consistent long snappers in the entire NFL. And that has not been the case this year. It's been garbage, really, from week one to now, 15 weeks in. It has been a disaster for Cameron Cheeseman and Washington releasing him on the Monday following the game. I mean, it, it was it needed to be done after the after the performance on Sunday. It needed to be done. 
So I don't really know yet who Washington will be trying out. I don't think they've said or any of the reporters have said anything about Washington trying out anyone. But um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's the, they're going to need a new long snapper next week. It'll be interesting to see how it goes against the New York Jets, a team that is um, that is in a lot of a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in New York right now. Eliminated from the playoffs this week. I doubt Aaron Rodgers will play next week because of that. Zach Wilson is in concussion protocol. Trevor Simeon is their backup. So tr- we could be getting a Sam Howell versus Trevor Simeon battle on Sunday next week. So that, that the game today was bad. The game next week, it'll be interesting to see. Because if Washington were to win a game in these last three games and ruin their top five draft pick right now, it would be against this Jets team and this Jets offense. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if Trevor Simeon um, turns into prime Tom Brady with the Jets. But uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on this week's game. I kind of want to also talk about the NFL draft a little bit because, well, Washington is four and ten. We're four and ten. We have the fourth overall pick in the draft, and after next week, we could have the second overall pick in the draft. So I really want to talk about this um, the NFL draft a little bit because right now, sitting at four, as many Washington fans know especially after the performance today from Sam Howell, a new, a new regime comes in. I would not be surprised if they draft a quarterback with that for, with that fourth overall pick or wherever they land in the top five. I would not be surprised. You've got Caleb Williams, who's probably going to go number one. You've got Drake May, who will probably go number two. But Jaden Daniels has been a guy that has – he's going to be turning 24. He's actually – this is his birthday as I'm recording this. He's 24 years old now. But he's a guy, the Heisman Trophy winner this year at LSU – He's a dual threat quarterback. He can throw it. He can, he's one of the most explosive athletes in all of college football. I would not be surprised if he sneaks his way into the top five and a team falls in love with, falls in love with him, especially a possible new regime um, that comes in. And so uh, I would not be surprised if Washington drafts Jaden Daniels or some other quarterback with their first pick instead of a tackle. Now, it would hurt if it's not a tackle like Olufashani or Joe Alt, but... At this point, with the new regime coming in, do you trust a former fifth-round pick who's still pretty unproven in the league in Sam Howell? Or do you want your own guy, like a Jaden Daniels, like a Drake May, possibly even like a Caleb Williams, in the draft? Do you take one of those guys? I, If I'm a new regime, and I'm thinking about this right now, especially after the performances over the last few weeks from Sam Howell, I, I really... And leaning towards that second option of if I'm a new regime coming in, do I trust a former fifth round pick who has really not proven himself yet in the league two years in, or do I want to draft my own guy that I scouted that I've kind of looked over for a few months and have kept my eye on and draft him in the first round instead? This team has a lot of building to do, a lot of a lot of reconstruction that's going to happen in 2024 and in 2025 and beyond because. After performances like today, or like Sunday or whatever, against the Rams, and performances, some of the other performances over this last month against Dallas, against Miami, this team is nowhere even close. You cannot, you can't blame it this just on coaching now, because the, these players, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Cam Curl, like some of these guys haven't showed up. I will say one little thing: Terry showed up. Terry showed up on Sunday. He had a massive game, probably the best game of his season so far. So. 
shout out him, but some of these other veterans like Cam Curl, who's has who's on an expiring contract, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, who are on massive deals, massive contracts. I would not be surprised if they're playing their last few games here in the rest of the rest of December and in January against Dallas. I would not be surprised if they're playing the last few games as a Washington commander this season because if a new regime comes in, which a new regime will come in at this point, I'm not just going to say if, when a new regime comes in, these guys could be on the move, and I wouldn't be surprised. So the NFL draft coming up in five months or so, and this this new regime is going to have a lot of pressure on them to develop, to deliver with their five for five draft picks in the first or is it four? Yes, five draft picks in the first one hundred picks. So a lot a lot of pressure on this um new regime when it comes in because Washington fans have they've struggled struggled for too long in, in losing. So um in the last five head coaches, none of them have had above a five hundred record. So yeah, that kind of explains what this team has gone through. But that'll be it for this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Next week's episode will be out. Do I send? Do I put out an episode on Christmas Day? I probably will put out an episode on Christmas Day. Next episode out on Christmas Day, recapping the Commanders game against the New York Jets. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone uh, listening or watching this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. That'll be it for this week's episode. See you guys in the next one. Peace.